0: grand rising good morning good afternoon good evening whatever time it is that you're listening to this podcast i like to say welcome this is thoughts of a black girl hey so i am so happy to be back this is a new season um Literally, spring is here, but it's a new season here on Thoughts of a Black Girl. So if you are joining me for the first time, I like to say welcome. You are in for an expansion and mind-altering time of your life. If you are coming back as a listener, a consistent uh, fan, and one who is here to You already know how I do, so it ain't no telling what we're going to talk about what the topics we're going to grace, but you know that you will be elevated and you will learn and you will grow and hopefully take some great nuggets with you as you uh, continue this journey called life. So I over the last, it's been about a month, uh, since I have re, uh, came to you so it's been a little while and so much can happen in a day let alone a month let alone a year or you know so if you've been listening to thoughts of a black girl for the last few years you know how um, thoughts of a black girl has graced so many topics but has you know always tried to remain that one word that I am not going to get rid of, consistent, and so I am here and um, really just coming to you with some knowledge, some things that I think that will help you, uh, will help uh, continue to help you move forward and grow and, and hopefully just continue to elevate because ultimately if it's my thoughts and sometimes they... Yes, they, they. you don't have to agree with everything that I say, you don't have to agree with how I view things, but if you have an open mind and you're listening to this podcast, then you obviously are in agreement or want to get something from what you are hearing, and so therefore you're here, and I'm appreciative for you listening and um, sharing my podcast and Donating to the cause, you can always still visit ThoughtsofABlackGirl.com for Thoughts of a Black Girl um, apparel. And if you want to schedule any type of consultation, a visionary consultation, it is still available on that website. So you are more than welcome. If you want to donate, hey, I mean, taxes, tax day was just the other day. But if you want to donate, you can still donate. 501C is what this particular nonprofit uh, business, nonprofit organization is. So you can always donate to the cause and uh, write it off if you need to. Whatever you need to do, um, whatever you would like to do. Um, If you want to leave a question or a message here on this platform, you're able to do so. I'm not sure if you're listening through Spotify or you're listening through Apple Podcasts or you're listening through Anchor itself. However you are listening, I believe you are able to um, send a message or reach out to me through via the podcast. If not, you can always go to T-O-A-B-G-I-N-C at gmail.com and send me an inquiry or send me a message right on the email and I will get back with you and it doesn't matter what if you have a suggestion if you have a comment if you don't like something I say you got something to say hey that's fine too I, I mean constructive criticism is welcome haters are welcome lovers of and and fans that unrealized fans fans all that you're welcome to. Be expanded. I'm not going to shy away from knowing that I can help any of you. Right. And be open to receiving the, you know, insight as well, because I know that I don't know it all. I do speak on a and and have a vast amount of knowledge but I don't know everything and some things I'm misinformed some things I talk you know and I'll be transparent to say sometimes I talk so fast I might miss something or say something and, and I said it wrong and hey ain't no going taking it back then right so hey it is what it is but if you have realized and if you have been in this shift you should be feeling energetically something different sorry I had to yawn (laughs) y'all because although I'm coming to you um in whatever hours that you're listening it's evening for me it's a little past my bedtime but I wanted to ensure that I make sure that on Thursdays because I went back to my Thursdays I like my Thursdays for thoughts of a black girl that you all get me Okay, that I'm consistent, it's not going to be a random day, it's going to be the day that I say, I said Thursday, so Thursday it is and Thursday it shall be. And so that's why I'm here. That's why, even if I'm yawning, I'm going to be here. I have been uh, teaching and I and I'm in my passion. Now, I, I've been recognizing that the generation that we're dealing with today, it's another generation, okay? Like, it's not, I can see how our parents, I don't know how old you are listening to this, I know it's probably a vast array, sorry y'all, I got it again, (laughs) a vast array of ages and things like that, but No matter what generation you find yourself in, whether you are listening to this podcast and you're a baby boomer or you're Gen X or you're Gen Y or you're Gen Z or you're millennial or you're uh, these new. I don't know. um, There's another one, but I can't think of what it's called. Whatever you are. Right. The generation prior to you, the 20 years of kids the 20, the 20 year uh span they there's always a shift there's always an evolution in the genetics that come out with what us as human race in evolution i'm serious because my mom would i remember my mom telling me right Y'all don't do or think or act like we do, right? And her, her mom before her. I mean, and even me with my kids. I'm like, okay, y'all don't think, act, act, do. And so, what I'm noticing though, the respect level, they are this particular newer generation, this gen. I believe it's X or Y. They are Z. I think it's Gen Z, actually. And there's a reason why it's Z. Because I can't see what can come after this. What can possibly come after this? Gen double Z? I mean, this generation, this new generation, these covid I don't want to call them COVID babies, but the this generation that was born in the last decade, they challenge authority. They challenge they their respect level for one another, for things, for other people, for it's just not there. And I don't know, sometimes it is the home, sometimes it is. How they grow up and what they see. But on the other end, even if they grow up and they're growing up in a decent home. Their their uh, respect, even more than just respect. Their appreciation for things. They're entitled. They have an entitlement like no other. And on top of the entitlement, they have an expectancy like I expect you to do this for me. I expect you to give this to me. And when you don't or when I'm thinking I'm going to call you petty or I'm going to call you out or I'm going to say, where's my this or where's my that? And I'm like, seriously, what kind of kids are these? that's how I'm thinking now like what kind of kids are these who are breeding these kids what makes them so entitled what makes them t- walk around the earth like they don't stink where's their humbleness I don't know and so and all I could say a lot of times is like I wouldn't have never at your age right dealing with a 10-year-old or a 11-year-old or a 12-year-old or an 8-year-old. I would have never said that. I would have never thought like that. I would have never done that. I would have never talked to an adult like that. Like, where do they get the audacity, right? But it's a new generation. And I believe this, the newer generation is here, is sent here, to challenge the social norm, to challenge the authority. I mean, we're already in a new age, right? We're in a new age. We've already knew that this is a new age, right? New age. And so it's going to have new, there's going to be new thought processes, new way of doing things. There, it, people aren't going to think the same. And it started with us, the millennials, challenging social norms, even me, you know, I challenge social norms. I go against the grain. I, I break stigmas. I, I, if I see a stereotype or a statistic, I know that I'm going to be probably one to break it, to try, to to bend the rule. not to be prag it's like a pragmatic you know pragmatic going against it be the rebel be the one that ooh didn't see that coming no you didn't right that's me so yeah i can see how the generations after not just me but just How the generations after the millennials will continue to challenge authority, bend the rules. But there's, I want to say there's a respect to it, right? But is there a respect to it? I've been reading and realizing that just because someone doesn't respond in a systematic way that we're taught that they should respond doesn't mean that they're responding wrong. Just because in our mind we have been programmed what respect and disrespect looks like, tone of voice equates to looks like, doesn't mean that's what it has to look like. So all these social norms and all these uh, narratives and all these uh, logical boxes that we put things, place things in and then determine if it's good or if it's bad, if it's wrong or if it's right. Excuse my French, but I think it's about it's it's really kind of bullshit. Honestly. And I don't even know why I call it French. It's just I'm using same thing. I heard other people curse, right? And they say pardon my French. And so I'm saying pardon my French but did I go research that curse word and see if it was French or derived from any French word? No. And it probably didn't. And so as I'm reading this book and it's actually um, called change your mind, change your, change your life. And so as I'm reading it and I actually need to read more of it, um, But as I've gotten into it, I'm realizing we put so much on what we have so much faith in and so much on what we have been told, what we have been shown as its bond, like gold like standard why is it standard because it's socially acceptable why is it bond because we it was enrooted in us as we were a child growing up this is how it's supposed to be this is what it's supposed to say this is what it's called and this is what we're gonna call it and then no one challenges it we just go forth as robotic as Pragmatic as just doing the same thing that we have been shown and told and taught to do. Why? Why isn't it being challenged? Why is something called what it's called? Who made these words? Who made these spells that we cast called words? Because our words are powerful. Our words manifest things into life. How we think and how we speak is what we speak into existence, and how we think is how is what is in our hearts our heart space and what is our heart space and our minds manifest into our reality. And if we're speaking these words, and we're just given these words, not really understanding or understanding what they even mean. We just repeat whose life what are whose life are we creating truly whose whose illusion or whose manifestation are we bringing into this real, real uh reality not our own obviously if we're just repeating so I can't even look at these kids as they're being rebellious, or they're they're problem problematic, or they're not humble, or they're this, or they're that. Yes, I can put them all in a box, as many of us tend to do, or as previous generations tend to do with any generation that comes aboard, or comes into this reality, and starts questioning. And demanding a difference, we are in a a a really sacred time, you know, a really sensitive time, a real time where there's just so much going on and It is about time that people really, really challenge everything they have been taught. And yes, I mean, I've talked to some old schools, and I call them old schools because they 50, 60, whatever. Yes, they know that us millennials and some of our, our younger generations are challenging even the church, Right we They know the church is being challenged. the biblical principles have been challenged. That's because they've seen people in destitute. They've seen people tithe for years and years and and never be, come to this land of milk and honey. They see the pastors driving their private jets with their Cadillac escalades while their grandmas are driving the the broken down. Hoopty or barely making it Toyota or the Honda or whatever, right? They've seen that. Our generation, even the millennials have seen that, right? But they stay faithful, putting this pastor who is just a man on a pedestal. Some might not like what I'm about to say here. And they put these men on a pedestal to the point where they worship them. Can't say nothing about Bishop this or this. Can't say nothing about Pastor so and so. Don't. We're not gonna cast judgment on Pastor so and so, who is flirting with this this choir member or that person or that person. I'm not saying I've experienced these things one on one, but I'm saying it's not beneath any of them because at the end of the day we're all humans have spiritual beings having an earthly human experience and i can't say that enough and yes the church is geared the church and the state and the government is geared to create order to create stigma to create a following Yes, there's good in it because some people do need that. Some people need a follower to be able to follow, something to lead, something to copy off of. I don't know. I, I would say they don't, but that's they do, honestly. There are many lost sheep out. And so who's going to lead a, a flock of sheep? What if people are just out here, right, without without nothing to mimic, without nothing to copy? Where they have to find who they are for themselves, find their spiritual awakening and, and, and go on their journey on their own. Create their own life. Oh, my God, isn't that scary? Scary for those who are in power Scary for those who want to create the, a manifestation of a world that they want to have control over. Anything outside of the social norm, irregular, can be looked deemed upon as evil, bad, rebellious, demonizing. I just want to be like, wake up people, but they are every, we are, we're waking up. There's so many people waking up. There's still some people that don't have a clue and there, and I'm not talking bad about the church. I love the church's purpose, the true purpose of the church to help guide to help lead but we've gotten away i believe the church in itself has gotten away because it's gotten so judgmental to the point where it is what creates these boxes thou shalt not and that's what you know this box that box translation after translation after translation Mistranslation after mistranslation after mistranslation. Then let that man who's been ordained because he has been able to follow the stigmas and the rules, right? Of this world. Lead the people. Because he's really good at persuading the people to follow suit but ultimately it's love we get away when it becomes judgmental we get away from it when it's like oh you can or cannot do this you should and should not do this this is blasphemy this isn't blasphemy We all need our personal own relationship with God. So any pastor, any church, if they're preaching that first and foremost, creating your own relationship with God, not putting a stigma on who and what God will allow, not putting a stigma on what or could not shouldn't or shouldn't be evil or not evil or what's this or what's that, but allowing love. Pure, unconditional love without offense, without keeping a record of, without judgment. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's where, that's that church without blemish. And there is not one. So, you know. When we realize all things, all things are equal. Not just Martin Luther King's world word, men are created equal. Cause there's levels to us. There's hierarchy. It just is. It is the way it is. There is hierarchy. There is levels to it. However, all things are equal and when it means by when I mean by all things are equal all things are energy all things are created by the divine all things have a frequency and yes there's levels to it but all things can be loved there can be love you can be in a state of loving all things All things. And accepting good, bad, and ugly. Because who is to say what is good, bad, and ugly? Who gives those stigmas? What man has the right to come down here? What The Pope? I was researching something and I seen it on them and they showed a, a map. And I can't think of the old lady's name, but she's a white lady. And she expanded my mind. She explained how the map is not even correct, how the map is set up. That the only reason why the map is the way that it is, that's set up the way it is, and if you looked at a real picture of how the map, how a map is, you would see that it's kind of twisted. That it's not the same way that we we see it in history books in school, how they teach it. How we, even I as a teacher, have to teach some of these stigmas, even untruths. The Pope was pushing Christianity and the white move in white supremacy, well, not this Pope, but you know in history. the Christianity movement, so he wanted it to look like the places that they were the christians and and the whites were were bigger and greater. So they made on the map, it look, certain places like Greenland look bigger than the southern places where us melanated people were. Where there might not have been the Christianity movement yet. And we were, they forced to learn and see the map in that pretense. Controlled by the church, controlled by the Pope, controlled by an agenda, a narrative, a false narrative to push an agenda to ultimately push a stigma to keep people in a box. Who's to say what's right and what's wrong? the laws of the land those laws in the land were to push an agenda does that agenda help me as a black woman uh, can be debated who's to say i'm even black can be debated who gave us black people that color, that name of a color can be debated Who put a race on the color? A color on a race. Up for debate. Wake up. Understand. Read more than just the Bible. Read more than just what they give you in school. Is it meant for everybody to get there? I mean, I think it is meant, but will everybody know? And then I mean, it's not going to happen, I'm sure. Many are called, few are chosen. There are great things that I picked up living being in a church, pre being in ministry. There are great things. And there are things that eyewitness that wasn't great but what I can say about it all we're all humans and I cannot judge one one religion over another one race over another I can say there are races out there there are cultures out there that seem more connected to the divine yeah more spiritually attuned, more spiritually aligned. Yeah. Have I said, have I in my Christianity walk experienced spirituality? Yes, I have. Have, have I experienced even more spirituality now than before, being that I'm just open to the divine solely, not to organized religion? Yes. The reason why is because before walking in Christianity, I was scared of anything else. It makes me afraid of anything outside of itself. It makes you scared to explore the spirituality spiritual world. It makes you scared of the devil. I'm not scared of no devil. What? I'm not scared of a potential enemy? I am created by the divine. I am divine. I am a God here on earth, a piece of God. I God is I am God's creation. What am I to fear? Who am I to fear? Not a damn thing. Goodness. Right? But do I have fear? sometimes because why i've had these experiences in life i've been i've had these these pro programs i've been programmed in certain areas i'm just like some there are some humanistic t- tendencies that i have just like anybody else just like a white man against a black man or just you know or something anything where you don't know and you're scared of what you don't know scared of the unknown, scared to see what would happen if you cross that road. But what are we supposed to be? Fearless, fearless like children. They don't know. They experience no heartaches. And some of them may have, but usually not. Fearless, full of love, full of forgiveness, full of optimism, full of dreams, full of vision, Running towards that cliff because you don't know that if you jump off the cliff, what's going to be there on the other side. But as an adult, you're going to be like, I ain't jumping off that cliff. I don't know what is on the other side. As a child, jump off the cliff. You're not thinking about what's on the other side. It doesn't matter because you can fly in your own mind, right? Okay. So have that fearlessness. Explore your inner self. Release the stigmas, the box, the matrix. <laughs> Go against the statistics. And some of you might not be able to. The, the programming is really deeply rooted. Some, It's just been in you, right? You've been watching, been told the same thing. It's the mental programming. It's a mind... What can I say? I'm trying to think of the word. It's not... It's manipulation, yes. But it's like... When you've been programmed and... um, I can't think of the word. Hypnotized. There. Thank you, spirit. Yes. It's hypnotic. You have been put to sleep but you're awake you have been hypnotized not only by the frequencies that they and things they put in the air the things they put in your food things that you that you've been taught in school things that you have been taught by your parents who are just teaching you what they've been taught in school and what they've been taught by the next person who's taught them who's taught them who's taught them who's told them It's years, years of programming, years of hypnotic, hypnotic, hypnosis, years of manipulation. It's a science. So how do you break out of it? I mean, one day at a time, I suppose, right? I, I can't, I don't have the answers to it all. I know that I that I one day I can be like okay I'm out this matrix and then I'm triggered or something is ex- I'm exposed to something or I I I read something new or I I learn something new and realize I got more to work on. I got more to think outside the box on. I'm still in this false belief system. I'm still in this narrative. Even more so now, God has placed me in the education system. So I have to teach state standards and keep, but I'm also allowing myself to put stip, snippets, snippets of nuggets into these children's lives, meditation, high-frequency music in the morning. At recess, they see me sitting and meditating in the sun. They come down and sit down beside me. I tell them when they, when the, when they close their eyes and the red turns to white, they're, they're on the right path and they're getting to their higher state and they love it. So I can implant in them. The true being of why they're here. Even though. The social normity. And the stigmatic ways. Of this country. Of this world. I still have to you know. Do what I have to do right. Because it's my job. It's the standard. And I wish I could just be like, you know what? You not you're not your grade. That doesn't define you. I know that you're you get rewarded and you get praised and people look up at you like, "Oh yeah, you got it because you can be the average smart kid based on everybody else. But really you as an individual is all you need. You and your unique fingerprints. It's not about if you can pass the standard test that they put in front of you. It's not about if you can speak the way they want you to speak, stay in a straight line, do what you're supposed to do, walk like you're supposed to walk like we teach you to walk, talk like we teach you to talk, tie your shoes like we teach you to tie your shoes. Then you're accepted. Then you're acceptable. What kind of bull is that? Right? No. You are here. You are divine. You are a walking God. And if you're different, great. If you challenge the stigma, even better. Like, I, I am not raising a revolt. However, I want to raise awareness, self-awareness, spiritual awareness, that we are energetic, spiritual beings before any of this. That we are powerful in our own right, because God has created us to be so, if we know how and knew how much power we possessed, each individual, it's like the ants, right? The ants that work day and night, and the wasp would come, and they were so afraid of the wasp, but would the wasp know? If these individual ants knew their capability, their power, and how great they were, they would not be slaving away for us. They would be creating their own. They would even overtake us. Right? So, anyway. All I can say, as far as investment or any type of tip, if you've listened to this and you've gotten anything from how I feel about my thoughts, these are my thoughts, and I am called a black girl, so thoughts of a black girl is so be it right. But what I would say is invest in yourself your knowledge not not so much. What school will give you, I mean that's nice that that that's that's the surface of learning. If anything that I've gotten from going to college and going to high school, middle school, elementary, uh even furthering my education through my master's degree, anything that I've learned is all it's truly been able to do for me. Because everything that I had, that I use, truly, is deep-rooted in me. It's already there, right? So education, what school has done for me, when I went ahead and invested in myself when it came to the education system, what it has done for me is allowed me to know how to study, know what to look for, know how to compare and contrast. Know how to compartmentalize, oh, this is what's needed, oh, I don't need that information, that information is good, I'm going to take that information, I'm going to use that information, that information I can take. It helped me learn how to dissect information. How to understand and understand information better. So, yes. It also helped me know how to blend in. I know I'm more spiritual than anything else, but can I sit in a business meeting and have a business conversation? Can I sit in a government board meeting and have a briefing? Yes. Yes, I can. I'm very educated. I can hold an intellectual conversation with the best of them. Yes. I can change my voice if I need to, but why? <laughs> right? Right? I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be me. But I can do and I can blend and I can mix and I can mingle. On any level, thanks, thanks to the education system. Yes, I've learned much. And still learning, honestly. The learning I'm learning now is on a different spectrum. It's from the children. It's from my interactions. It's from the spiritual realm. It's, you know, there's things that I'm relearning by having to teach them. Yes, that's true too. I'm relearning. There's new ways of doing things, easier ways, harder ways. I mean, just a vast amount of information. But um, what I'd say is just invest in yourself. If you've got go to edu- go to the education, you've got to further your education. If you haven't done so, do so. If, if anything, it'll teach you how to learn, right? But there's so much thi- so many things that are at your grasp. So if you're not, like, having the money or having the loans or you don't want to go through that informa- that ram, whatever you're into, YouTube, while they have it available, There's so many different things, ways to learn new things. And so when you've been educated, like where I'm at in education or where I'm at in my learning, things that I'm meant to see, books I'm meant to read, they'll just come to me. People I'm meant to encounter that are meant to expand my mind, like the lady with the map, it'll just come to me. I will draw unto me the knowledge that is needed to know, that I'm needed to know. And then I will decipher with my educated mind and my spiritual being if that's information that I should retain. And if it sounds educational, like something that would probably happen or something that happened. And yes. I truly hadn't done the research about the Pope changing the map the, or um, having the map changed, But is based on what I've read about the things that the Pope has done in the past and in, in history, the, the things that the church has led, the Crusades and all that. Oh, it is very much true. There are some things that are known that I know that I don't have to go reading and looking in history to know that it's came to pass or has happened. It's just how it is. It's what I know. Internally, it's an internal sense. It's a discernment. It's an intuition. And it's the spiritual ability to tap into things, the unknown and the unseen. And just to know. So what I would say to you if you're still listening thus far. And I haven't offended you in any way. And if I have offended you you're still listening. God bless you. (laughs) Peace be with you. (laughs) And you know invest in yourself. You know um, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. And he is an investor. He's an he's an investor. <laughs> he may not know this, but he's also the love of my life. But he's an investor, and he mentioned um, good investments. So I'm gonna give you. Some nuggets because the investments that he mentioned are investments that I would mention and actually are investments. I I actually took upon myself the last time we were we became we got into a recession. And so now we're in an inflation. So about 2008. So this is about a repeat in history, repeat cycle. And that's usually what happens. Precious gold, metals, um, jewels. Those are um, really good investments right now. Um, You can still continue to do Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrency. And if you're into the metaverse and all those things, that different dimension type investing, that's new wave, that's new age. If you're ready for it, get you that Oculus and go for it. You know, I'm not going to. Definitely deny anyone going to that next level of millionaire status through the uh NFT system do that. But what has been tried and true through all times as war times and as these times is those precious golds and metals. And so if you're going to invest in gold, do so. Silver, do so. Those are things that are minerals. Those things don't really lose that value. They're they are universal. I know they're trying to get the Bitcoin to be universal, but that the precious metal, that them jewels, universal. Okay? And they are worthy of investing in. So uh invest in them. You know. But what I would say first and foremost, invest in yourself. In your own knowledge, your mental, your mind. Because what is gold if you don't got your right mind, right? What is all them precious metals and all that money if your spiritual man is off balance? Centered. Center yourself. Spiritual. Do your meditation. Touch some trees. Go walking in the land. Take your shoes off. Step in the ground with bare feet and let the the earth heal you. Then... You know, by all means, take on the stock market. (laughs) So anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being my consistent leaders. Welcome to the new season, new episode. And I will hope that you will join me back here next Thursday. As always, God bless you. Thank you for listening. And peace be with you.